0: PMP exam mindset mantras, this encapsulates the way you need to think as a PMP, someone who is expected to be a leader, expected to be a decision maker, and one who understands the tools of the trade for project management. These 36 mantras will help you on your PMP exam to effectively think through the problems. Let's take a look at them one by one. The very first one is about people. This is a collection of 12 statements that fine-tune your focus where people are concerned. Be familiar with terms such as team, customer, product owner, sponsor, stakeholder, program manager, portfolio manager, steering committee, functional heads. The first part of the mantra is about the customer. Make your customer's success a primary goal advancement, work with the customer to move the project forward. Do not choose options that kick the can down the road. In other words, do not choose options that pass the buck to someone else. Your mindset needs to be passing the buck stops here. Fairness, treat others fairly and have empathy and be mindful and aware of diversity and inclusion. And be aware that inclusion has more to do with race, religion, and orientation. Inclusion is all about bringing people in so that they feel part of the team. Steward, protect resources entrusted to you. Treat those resources with care, be a fiduciary of those resources. Team, focus on stakeholder and team health, well being, and synergy. Remember, give the team the environment and support they need and trust them to get the job done. Team trust. Trust the team. Trust their judgment. Allow them choose their way of working. If you get questions on the exam that give you an option of going against what the team thinks is the best option, don't choose that. No matter how appetizing it looks, let the team Make their mind up for themselves, especially in an agile environment. Servant leader. Defend the team. Be a diversion shield and facilitate conflict resolution. Mentor. Mentor, coach, serve, and guide the team instead of using punishment and coercion. Do not fire the team members, but instead mentor and coach them to excellence. Integrity. Do not abuse your position or title or be partial in your actions. One way we could be partial in our actions is favoring team members. On agile questions, remember that the best option for reward is rewarding the entire team, not just a few people on the team who, in quote, perform better. Honesty. Be honest and truthful in all your dealings even if it may offend others. Leadership, be courageous to lead, make tough decisions and tough conversations and make trade-offs. If you have not paid close attention to pages 33 to 37 in the Agile Practice Guide, I would recommend that you do. Finally, in people, agility, be agile and adapt to be resilient. Let's move into process. Here we have knowledge areas, process groups, processes, formulas, methods, models, artifacts, theory, framework, and practices. You should be familiar with this lingo. Very first in process is all about the life cycle. Select and tailor the appropriate project life cycle and development approach. What do you do when you need frequent delivery but low degree of change? Or frequent delivery and high degree of change? Well, that's Agile. Frequent delivery and low degree of change is incremental. How do you know these? Open up your Agile practice guide and focus on pages 18 and 19. This will help you better understand the four life cycle types talked about. Incremental, iterative, predictive, and agile. And don't forget, a hybrid life cycle is also an option. Hybridize where necessary to maximize value and options. Have an agile mindset. Seek to deliver incrementally. Plan iteratively where possible. Be systematic and strategic. Think systematically and strategically to navigate complexity. In other words, think about the big picture and how the pieces interconnect. Change, manage change and configuration with intentionality. Change management usually deals with change requests. Configuration management may not necessarily deal with change requests to that level of detail, but an overarching understanding of what configurable items are on the project. The configurable items should have already been identified. And once those have been identified, our focus is on version control, and upholding the systems that we have put in place to do so. Inspect and adapt, continuously inspect and adapt and integrate all levels and layers. Problem solve is probably one that summarizes your entire exam. If you are not solving the problem, you are not answering the question properly. Solving the problem means not passing the buck And not saying no, but looking for a solution that moves the problem forward, that moves whatever circumstance it is, an issue, an impediment, forward. So be a problem solver and offer solutions, not problems. Quality or the iron triangle. Proactively build in quality and manage the iron triangle. Schedule, cost, and scope. Have you ever heard of the iron triangle, schedule, cost, and scope? If you haven't, let's take a very quick look at it. The iron triangle sees schedule, cost, and scope. And an adjustment in any of those sides under most circumstances will necessitate some change on the other sides. So imagine quality being in the middle. Well, quality is impacted by scope and schedule and cost. If you want to increase scope, there could be a change to the schedule side and also the cost side. So this sensitizes you to always look 360 at what a change will do to any of these schedule, cost, scope, quality as well. But we don't stop there. Some people talk about a quadruple constraint, and they talk about schedule, cost, scope, resources, and they put quality in the middle. And we could go on and on to a quintuple constraint and so on, but the bottom line is this. Whenever you get a change request, make sure that you analyze and assess it from all perspectives. Risk and governance. Proactively manage risk and governance. Manage all areas. In other words, logically plan and manage all knowledge areas. Buy-in and authorization is important, so seek it where necessary. And in closing, the closing process group, we close each stage, each iteration or phase with a retrospective or lessons learned. The bottom line is that process could get rather technical. So let's back up for a quick second and talk about how you need to be thinking in process. When you approach process questions, you need to remember that as you develop the project charter, this is the first step on any project. It is mandatory. It is one of those mantras that says, no charter, no project. No charter, you're not authorized. When you have your charter, the next thing that should happen is the planning activities. Now, of course, the planning activities are multiple planning activities. In fact, in the sixth edition of the PMBOK guide, you find 24 planning processes. Now, while the project charter is being developed, bear in mind you also have other things that come out of this process, such as an assumption log. These are things to be aware of. At the same time, In initiating, we could very well be thinking about the identification of stakeholders. This does not have to be in strict cookie-cutter rotation. The logic is the moment the charter is developed, stuff can begin to happen. Stakeholders are continuously identified all throughout the project. Stakeholders are very important input to the topic of quality and the topic of risk because quality and risk could be rather perceptual. So we wanna invite our stakeholders into those conversations as early as possible. Before that, we would also invite our stakeholders into the topic of the collection of requirements. So understanding how these parts are interwoven is pivotal for your success in the process area. The summary is we have our charter we have a plan and we begin to execute the work. And as we're executing the work, we're at the same time monitoring and controlling the work. And there's a feedback loop and it goes on and on until we get our desired output, which is an accepted deliverable and that goes to the closing of the project, and then we have a transition to the customer. But bear in mind that executing is going to give you a deliverable that we will then inspect and it becomes a validated deliverable before we ultimately will get an accepted deliverable. Again, understanding how these parts are interwoven is pivotal for your success on the PMP exam process piece. Let's talk about the final piece here. It's the business piece. And this looks at outcomes, value, benefits, revenue, advantage, demand, cost of delay, revenue leakage, opportunity erosion, competition, compliance, organizational change strategy, and business. These are all terms you could hear in this domain. The very first mantra is environment. You got to observe and respond to the external and internal environment. If you are a product owner, then you obviously need to be aware of the environment. Outcomes. Focus on outcomes, value, and benefits over output. By output, we could be referring to a deliverable. The outcome of the project is more important than the deliverable. The deliverable is a stepping stone towards the outcome, but it is not the outcome. The major outcome you're looking for is what happens after that deliverable is implemented and used. We get value, benefits are realized, and then the outcome. So what is value? It's the net quantifiable benefits that we derive from using whatever the project is meant to produce. And if we are realizing benefits, it will lead us to our desired outcome. Organizational change, set the stage for organizational change and build alliances. Stakeholder engagement is what this refers to. Project impact, assess the project's impact on the organization and navigate accordingly. Be aware of political landmines. Organization impact, Assess the organization's impact on the project and navigate accordingly. So how does the organization affect the project? How does the project affect the organization? Next, we have benefits. Proactively ensure management of benefits and their realization. If you have not paid close attention to pages 33 and 7 in the PMBOK Guide 6th edition, I highly urge you to value swap. Think about this as the dynamic scope option talked about around page 78. Swap out backlog items with work of comparable value. Now, when I say page 78, I mean the agile practice guide, page 78. This is where you have different agile contracts talked about. In fact, make a note to self, page 77 and 78, should be read. Value delivery. Strategically plan the value delivery system. The value delivery system is talked about at length in the PMBOK Guide 7th edition, but what it really means in a nutshell is the integration of projects, programs, and portfolios along with the operational work to deliver value. Whatever value is, it's perceptual, but the project, program, portfolio, operation system enables you deliver and realize that value. And that's what the value delivery system is. It has to be strategically planned, not just winging it, but actually deciding how to structure work. Remember, portfolio management is doing the right work. Project management, it's about doing the work right. Compliance, proactively manage compliance. You could be out of compliance and face stiff penalties. You do not want that. Sustainable community, harness communities of practice, PMOs, project management offices, VDOs, value delivery offices used a lot in Agile these days for the team's strategic goals. Lean thinking, think and be lean to eliminate waste at all levels of the value delivery system. And lastly, gating. Use toll gates, stage gates, kill points, and phase end reviews to deliver only value. If you are looking for help towards your exam, my friends, go on down to praiseion.com. We have different programs in Agile, in the predictive world, for the CAPM, for the PMP and Scrum in general. Again, P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com. Thank you very much for joining me. I wish you all the very best in all your endeavors and on the PMP exam.